welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads the Comics. Today is Sunday, April 30th, 2017. Let's take a look and see what's happening in the funnies together, shall we? I hope everybody is doing well today. I, I know I am. I'm, I was uh, recently booked for a gig at the Fire Festival but couldn't make it, so things are looking up round here. I, I suppose the Fire Festival. All right, anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and read uh, today's comics, uh, the comics du jour, starting with The Born Loser by Art and Chip Sansom. In this episode, uh, The Born Loser, Brutus, is speaking to his mother-in-law, like he does, and uh, he's saying, why are you so mean to me, Mother Gargle? And she goes, well, you don't have anything going for you. And he goes, well, that's not true. I why, even you have to admit that I'm I'm not I'm the least boastful person that you know. And she goes, Well, yes, that's true. But then again, it's only because you have nothing to boast about. The joke here is that uh Brutus's mother in law hates him, uh doesn't like him at all, and thinks he is uh of no value whatsoever. And um that's the joke, is that she's mean. And that he he is so uh, malleable and weak that he does not defend himself. So that's funny. That's funny right there. He's got nothing to boast about because he's the born loser. All right, our next comic of the day is Herman by Jim Unger. Uh, in this episode, uh, Herman's, um, I guess, about to go for a job interview. And his wife says, hey, you get a haircut. And then she, he comes back and goes, she says, hey, you need to straighten your tie. And stand up straight, for goodness sake. And then and then Herman is at the job interview, and the secretary sends him in to see the boss. And the boss is leaned back in a chair, and he's a, he's a slob with long, uncut hair, and he's wearing a, 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 a t-shirt, an undershirt, uh, and he has a tattoo of an anchor, and he's a big old fat slob. And the joke here is that Herman... Uh, Dressed up for a job interview when perhaps he shouldn't have, but I'm not sure, you know, the boss could could still be judging him based on whether or not he had dressed appropriately for a job interview. Because sometimes, you know, people in charge don't, they don't dress like business folk often do. Look at like, um, you know, I don't know, like everybody that's been in charge of Apple, they just wear the, you know, the black turtlenecks and whatnot. So, um, or, you know. In any any maverick rich guy on TV, they don't wear the suit and tie. So that's the, but that's the joke is that he got dressed up when the boss boss did not. So that's good. Our next comic of the day is Ripley's. Believe it or not, and there's several things. I'm not going to go through all of them. Uh, but one of the one of the panels points out that at Inferno, Inferno. Not Inferno, because th- th- this makes more sense. At Interno, which is Spanish for inmate, uh, in Cartagena, Colombia. Um, wait a minute. Okay. In, in Interno, which is in Cartagena's San Diego prison, all meals are cooked and served by convicts, which, which is not unusual in prisons at all. So that's something. I guess maybe you can go there as a patron, and that's what makes it unusual. But they don't do not point that out in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Uh, it, another one of the things is that um, there's a picture of a raccoon with with horrible long talons. They're like 
very horrible claws. And it, and uh, it says, Tricky fellas, with an exclamation point beside the raccoon. And the raccoon's saying, yup. Um, and then, and then the, the actual note about raccoons is that, that raccoons can pick a lock in less than 10 tries and remember the solution for up to three years. And I do not know how they know that. Because I, I do not believe that anybody has done a long-term study on raccoon lockpicking skills. But uh, there you go. If this is true, you you should watch out for roving gang of caper wielding. Well, I don't guess you don't wield a caper of of caper participating raccoons because they will pick your lock and then come back in three years and do it again. Our next comic of the day is um, is Henry by uh, Don Trochte. Henry is a comic about a kid who doesn't speak, uh, but he looks at things and whistles and whatnot. And so in this episode, Henry meets up with some kid in like a Jughead hat. Uh, and the kid says, hey, Henry, if you treat me to like an ice cream soda, I'll take you to the ball game this afternoon. I know where to get a couple of box seats. So Henry Henry gets him uh, a, an ice cream soda. And then uh, he meets the kid where he says to. And then they pass the box office, which Henry then points at. And it has an, a question mark popping out of his head. But he doesn't say a word because that's our Henry. And then finally, this kid goes to the fence where there's two holes, not holes in the fence. And he's got two boxes sitting in front of those holes, and those are the box seats that he promised Henry. And that's the joke, is that they're not actually box seats like you expect when you go to a ball game. If somebody says they have box seats, that usually means they have a nice luxury box. But here, they are seats made out of boxes where you can peep through a hole in the fence. Our next comic of the day is Marmaduke by Brad Anderson. And this, uh, I'm sorry, Brad and Paul Anderson. The, the Anderson boys working together to bring you Marmaduke. Uh, in this episode, uh, Marmaduke's owner is throwing a ball. He's sitting on a park bench. just or No, he's got a folding chair. Uh, and he's just throwing a ball for Marmaduke and like a chihuahua. And Marmaduke, keep in mind, is is a very big, great name. And so uh, Marmaduke keeps getting the ball, and he goes, Hey, come on now, Marmaduke, I threw that for your little friend. And so he says, Go get it. And um, they both run off after the ball, and the guy's going, Ah, Marmaduke, Marmaduke, be nice, ah. And um, in the end, we see that Marmaduke has the, the chihuahua by the scruff of his neck, and the chihuahua has a ball in his mouth. So in this way, both Marmaduke... And the Chihuahua got to play. But the man was alarmed because he thought Marmaduke was going to eat the other dog. But he did not. Uh, and in Sunday Marmadukes, you get a, you get a little fun fact uh, about it. Uh, it's Dog Gone Funny is the name of the feature. And in this one, it says that uh, the, the lady has a golden retriever who thinks she is a magician. And, and here's the how. And here's why. Um, the lady puts ice cubes in the dog's dish, the water dish, uh, and the dog thought that was great and filled its mouth with the ice cubes and went outside. And then when it came back, the dog splashed in the dish looking for the rest of the ice. 
which had disappeared by magic. That's doggone funny. And the joke, the joke, what's funny about that is the ice melts and turns into water, but dogs do not know about the laws of thermodynamics, so they did not understand that. And that's why it's hilarious that that, um, a dog is trying to get ice that is no longer there. Next coming today is Croc by Bill Retchen and Don Wilder. And in this episode, one of the they're in like the French Foreign Legion, I think. Uh, they're out in the desert and they're in a guard post. And one of the guys, there's one guy who's crying, and the other guy goes, "Hey, buddy, you just try to forget about your girl running off with your best friend." And uh, the guy says, "But they even took my car, so I don't." Uh, okay, we'll just I don't know the time frame here, but I mean they hit cars, sure. They even took my car, and he goes, ah, oh, come on, maybe some good will come out of it. The other guy goes, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they'll find out where that pinging sound's coming from. And the joke uh, here is that the guy lost his wife and his car to his best friend, or his girl, not his wife. Yeah, his girl. Uh, to his best friend. But he's had car trouble, and he couldn't figure it out, and maybe... The bright side, the silver lining of this particular storm cloud is that maybe they'll figure out why uh, I was pinging. That's a joke there. Always look on the bright side of life, says Croc. Uh, our next comic of the day is the family circus, and it's a restrained family circus today. In fact, no one is in it. Literally no people are visible in the family circus today. Unless you count the them holding the name the family circus up at the top in the corner, which they do, but that doesn't count. Uh, anyway, we we see in our in a close up shot uh, the bathroom, which has two towel racks. One is very low, and one is normal sized. The norm on this normal size has two towels. It says his and hers, and then on the low rack, and the, and those are lovely towels. On the low rack is one that says theirs. And it is covered in muddy handprints. The joke here is that the children are filthy, and they wipe their filthy hands on a on a, a towel. That is it. That is the joke. The end. Nothing else. They are wiping muddy hands on a towel that has been put on a bar that is incredibly low. That's the joke. Children have muddy hands and. Children are so terrible, they must share towels. Parents get their own towel. Children must share their theirs with, with all four of all four of them. Uh, so that the muddiness never ends. It's a cycle of of dirtiness. That's the joke with the family. Circus. Finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. That's all the time we have for the Howling Monkey Reads the Comics. Until next time, see you in the funny papers. The Howling Monkey Reads the Comics is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. All content copyright, Law Dog Productions, LLC. For further information, check us out at www.thehowlingmonkey.com. Or if you have comments or questions, write to joe at thehowlingmonkey.com. Finally, if you'd like to support this podcast please do so on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. We're at patreon.com backslash the Howling Monkey.